no place I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be than hearing your love, hearing your
Why don't you give the Lord a hand of praise, if you will? Uh, you can do better than that. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. From the book of Luke, if you will, this is my, I believe, I would say my final installment on this message. A rock in a hard place. I have been trying to finish it for the last few weeks and seemed like the Lord changed my message every last few times and so I've got nothing that says he's going to do anything different this morning so we, we're going with this message to finish it prayerfully and then we'll start somewhere else. I want to thank God for musicians. Amen. Thank you. Give the Lord a hand. Praise for them. For Come on. That's, that is so pitiful. Oh, my God. Thank you. Thank you, musicians. Amen. I'll, I'll give you a proper thank you later, okay? God bless you. I know they didn't mean no harm. I hope they didn't. Uh, how be it ever. We are... Uh, looking at scripture here from a parable uh, that Jesus told because there is a question on the table seeming to be a question or a request let me use that for him to become involved in something that he was not interested in becoming involved in there's a request made by a young man who is asking Jesus to ask his brother or make his brother or to uh, put a demand on his brother to share the inheritance. Money has a way of changing people or allowing people to allow themselves to be changed by it. There's two things that can mess us up, lack of it and love of it. <laughs> lack of it would make you do some crazy stuff like steal. Love of it would make you do some other stuff like rob. Or sell drugs. Or swindle people. But it is not the answer for what is our situation. Money in itself is the answer. It answers all things, I agree. That is when it's properly used. Believe you me, I would much rather have it. I've been without it. I got a few dollars now. Amen. And if you're asking me which one that I would rather be with it or without it, I think I'd like to have it. But I'd like to have it with the right spirit and the right attitude. Hallelujah. One writer said, God, don't make me, I don't want to be rich or poor. He said, I got 
If I got a lot of money, he said, I will be fool uh, and I'll deny you. If I don't have any, he said, I'll steal. In the book of the Proverbs, it's in the book of Proverbs. And I may not be quoting it verbatim, word for word. Amen. But one of them says, one, one he requests is, don't make me rich or poor. Because if I'm rich, I'll, I'll get rich and get stuck on myself and I'll deny you. He said, but if I'm poor, amen, I do something I ain't got no business doing. I start taking money from other people. Hello, somebody. I found that one day, and I'll share it with you because it bears us understanding what the enemy does. He magnifies, he'll magnify your situation because you're thinking money is the answer. It does answer some things, but it it does not give us, if, if we have an improper view of it, it causes us to see some stuff we got no business seeing. This young man that came to Jesus in chapter 12 was thinking that money was the issue. And I told you guys some time ago the money was not the issue. The issue was that his heart was covetous. I need you to understand that the heart can be covetous. In other words, you want what belongs to somebody else. And a covetous heart will never be satisfied no matter how much it gets. A covetous heart will always be asking for more. He'll always be reaching for more. He'll want more, more. So God even in God put it even in even in the Ten Commandments for us not to covet. Don't desire that which is somebody else's. Hallelujah. That's a powerful, powerful spirit. It works. David, the problem David had, and I'm, I'm coming, I'm going to read in a minute. I'm going to let you go. But the problem David had was not that he didn't have enough wives. He had plenty of wives. Amen. Thank you. You found that for me? Proverbs 30 and verse 8. Amen. Look what, this is what the scripture says. I'm, I'm going to come back to David in a minute. Remove from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. The next verse. Give, go to the next verse. Give, give me the next verse. That's your phone. I won't be messing with your phone. Uh, next verse. He said, give me, he said, he said, feed me with, I don't know what kind of phone y'all got here. Yeah, go back to the first one. And give me both, both verses. Full chapter. You know Rand don't know what he's doing here. He's trying. Okay. Yeah, there we go. 30 and what now? Okay. Now, just, just to give you an idea. Y'all, I see what y'all decided. Y'all not going to stand. I was like, that's okay. Don't stand. Don't stay right yet. <laughs> he said, remove from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food that is convenient for me. And then he says, least I be full and deny you. In other words, I have a lot and I'll deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or least I be poor and steal and take the name of God in vain. So uh, there's power in this. You start to, thank you, daughter. Thank you, son. Uh, 
There's power in that. You have got to come to a place where, and it's called content. Contentment. Hallelujah. This is the problem we're having in, in our society. There's no contentment. And I, I, I get it that we, we want more when we should desire to have better. But at some point in time, where is contentment? Covetous, when covetous spirit would never give you contentment. I don't care how much you have, how much you get, amen, you will never be satisfied. Hallelujah. David, back to David, just briefly, back to David. I'm coming. Back to David. David, it is not like David didn't have. This is the problem God had with David. David was covetous. There was a spirit of covetousness in him. The man had three or four wives. He didn't need Bathsheba. He coveted what was somebody else's. He didn't just covet, he took. Are y'all listening to me? So covetous, being covetous is not going to give you peace. He didn't need, he didn't have to, he saw her. So you always be seeing stuff somebody else got. There always be somebody that's got stuff you don't have. And if you're not content, you always be longing for something. And may I add, when you get it, it will still never be enough. Because it's a spirit you're dealing with. Covetous. So when we read chapter 12 of Luke, and the young man that comes to Jesus, or the man that comes to Jesus, verse 13, I'm going to read it again because you that's been here for a while, Amen. You've heard it enough, but the word of God is right. And one of the company said unto him, Master, speak to my brother that he divide the inheritance with me. And he said unto him, Man, who made me a judge or a divider over you? Who, and this is where we have to understand that some things, I don't need you coming to my office about some stuff. God didn't give me the authority to, to do some things. I, Pastor, some of you want me to get into stuff. God never, I don't have the authority. That's something Jesus was saying, I don't have the authority to do that. Who made me, who gave me the authority to do this? To make me a judge or a divider. I don't have that. And then he speaks to the problem. He speaks to the problem. And he says, and he said unto them, take heed of be, and beware of covetousness. This is the problem. The problem is there's such a drive for more. This is our society. This is a materialistic society. And we're not careful. We will become materialistic minded. It's about stuff and more stuff. You can have stuff running out of your closet, out of your house, out of your garage, and there'll always be a craving for more. Okay. So he says, take heed, beware of covetousness, for a man's life 
consists not in how much or the abundance of stuff or things which he possessed. Woo! God, have you ever thought if I had this much money? Some of you have made plans, as Shakira was talking, that this is not covenant's kids. That actually was Shakira's money. But she's already making plans for it. She ain't really, she's not trying to stay, really, she's not trying to stay with that job. She said, she's already counting these dollars. Okay, I can do a lot of it. Well, sometimes, uh, sometimes we, <laughs> sometimes we get pulled into sucker, sucker deals. Amen. Some, sometimes we fill out, put our name on stuff because we believe that uh, some of us have probably filled this out. Probably, we've probably done it a few times myself, I guess. You know, $7,000 a week. Uh, what's the name of that publishing, publishing clearing house? $7,000 a week. Who makes that kind of money? I, I would love to have $7,000 a week. Break God off heels. Uncle Sam going to take his. Uncle Sam don't ask you for Jack. He just takes it. God said, I'm going to trust you to bring it. Uncle Sam said, I'm not trusting you like that. <laughs> I'll take mine off the top. But sometimes we have, we'll, we'll go and do stuff we know that's going to put us in bondage. Some of us are, oh God, here I go. Some of us are up to Debt up to our eyeballs in debt because of covetousness. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, some things you need. Glory to God. But, you, but there are some things we are tying ourselves to. Glory to God. We, <laughs> and we don't, have the, we don't have the resources to back this up. Glory to God. You're writing a check that your backside can't cash. That's really what it comes down to. <laughs> God. I can think of I'm I can think of stuff that I wish to God I'd never even thought about getting myself into. Hello somebody. Oh, my God. I, and I, I, I often think about this. I'm not sure you guys remember this. And, and if you've watched TV, and maybe you've seen it. And this guy's in front of this big, huge house. <laughs> and he's mowing grass. And he's talking about all the stuff that he has. He's a miserable man. And he says this as I'm up to my eyeballs in death. <laughs> It looks good from the, the veneer aspect of it. It looks good. Outward, it looks good. He said, but, he said, but I'm up to my eyeballs in debt. In other words, I can't stop, I can't stop working. Amen. I got to put on this face. That, that face is painted on. This ain't joy. Amen. This is laughter to keep from crying. So here is a man that's asking Jesus to do something because he don't want to address the real issue. The real issue is not that his brother, glory to God, 
won't just share the money, the fact that he's craving for it. The real issue is you're craving for something that belongs to somebody else. Uh, the, real, the real issue was not David didn't have a wife. He had three wives, at least three. There was no issue. Bathsheba, amen. Glory to God. He craved. And after finding out, covetous, even after finding out that it was somebody else's wife, and in particular, one of his mighty men, one who had been loyal to him, he pursued it. You ever got in debt knowing that this is already way over your budget? I'm talking to somebody because y'all quiet. Y'all don't even want to look at me. That's okay. God Almighty, whoa, up to my eyeballs in debt. And he's asking Jesus, this is what we do. We pray and ask God to become involved in stuff, God, because we want it. And we're not willing to address the real issue. Jesus goes to the issue, a man's life. Your problem is not that you don't have the money or you, it's not the fact that your brother has the inheritance, the fact that you got some stuff that's warped on the inside of you. You got a warped view of what God is going to become involved with. And you're thinking that if you had this, I'd be happy. Woo! You ever, have you ever had, wanted something so bad and then when you got it, It did not bring you the satisfaction of the peace that you thought it would bring you. You were still longing, empty. Sometimes we marry folks and we're thinking they're going to be the one. Oh, I would be so happy with, oh Lord, make sure I'm going to choose a name and hope ain't nobody here. Name Frank. Ain't no Franks in here, is it? And we're thinking Frank is going to make me happy. But what you don't understand, Frank got issues too. That's why it's important that you find, listen, you find contentment in him and him alone. First and foremost, first and foremost, it has to be about him. Can't be about her, can't be about him can't be about that amount of money or glory to God. You have to come to a place of knowing that it's going to be well. I'm content because I know God is working this out for me. He's, he's got it. He's got me. He's got everything in his hands. He's got me. And so I need you to understand Jesus starts to talk to him and it's amazing to me that this, this has got to be, this got to be painful because you got to sit there and listen to the master tell you what your problem is. Jesus is putting him on blast. He asked him, he asked openly, so Jesus answered him like he asked him. Will you 
tell my brother to give me, split the inheritance with me. And then Jesus addresses, amen, I'm not, first and foremost, I'm not a, I'm not a judge nor a ruler over you. That's not, my, that's not what I'm here for. Number two, glory to God, even if you had all the money in the world, that's not your issue. Your issue is covetous. Your issue, glory to God, that you want stuff, amen, that you're thinking that's going to make your life fulfilled and you are wrong because it will never bring fulfillment. You ought to, if you get something, you ought to be able to sleep at night. You're content when you can go to sleep. And it's well. You're not, you're not rolling all over the bed. Lord, I wonder when they're going to come and get it. Are y'all here? He is addressing a human issue. This is a human issue. This is a 21st century issue now. Materialism. We are in a society that is so full of materialism. The church is materialistic. Glory to God. You have no business buying the Mercedes on the hoopty income. Well, Frank Nim got one. Well, Frank Nim may have deep pockets like that. Glory to God, you just got a cut in your pants. You can't read deep. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. You can't reach deep. Glory to God, you can't go deep. Your pockets ain't that deep. Come on, somebody. They got long money. They got old money. Your, your money is real young. I know they're going to talk about me. They might as well tell the truth, though. The truth of the matter is. He goes on to address this to take heed and beware of covetousness for a man's life consists not in the abundance. Your life, I got to go over, I got to reiterate that, that your life is more than stuff and things and cars and houses and amen and all of the other stuff that everyone is thinking that's going to make their lives fulfilled. It's got to be more than that. It's more than that. And so he goes on, and he spake a parable unto, unto them, saying, the ground of a certain rich man. Now, again, I, talk, I go back and reiterate the issue, amen, he's, he's addressing is the fact that there's some covetousness. Now, the person he uses is already rich, a certain rich man. This man already got money. Hallelujah. He's a certain rich man. He has no name attached to it. Sometimes we attach ourselves to things that is going to enslave us and in bondage us. He is a rich man. Take notice. I know I've gone over this before, but it bears repeating. 
He is a wealthy man already. He's not broke. He's got deep pockets. And he's got money coming in. Hallelujah. We're operating sometime on a shoestring budget. I mean, way down there. Look, and he goes, God, I need us to wake up because sometimes if we think we belong to this or belong to that, it's going to make us popular. It's going to give us, listen, it's going to give us more clout. If I do this, if I go here, if I become a part of this, it's going to give me clout. Listen, I've come to understand that all I need, all I need is a right relationship with God. Because I've come to understand God will bring me into favor. God will bring me into, I don't need some stuff, amen, that everybody else to become involved in because it does not work out. God will not compete and compare, oh, glory to God, with stuff that we put in front of him. God will not share his glory with another, nor his praises with graven images. God will not compete for your affection. Sometimes we just have to admit we made a mistake. I should never have done this. I've tied myself to something that is enslaving to me. I have no peace. Hallelujah. Uh, <laughs> I remember a song years ago, before, before Christ. And the songwriter, the song, song, songwriter, the artist said, lady, lady, lady. She called him. She said, Johnny, Johnny Dollar. Some of y'all might be too young to remember that. He said, lady, 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 why do you holler? Ain't nobody seen your Johnny Dollar. He said, I can't sleep at night for the noise in the street. He said, I got to find somewhere to sleep. I ain't got no peace. And everybody wants something from me. In essence, I'm, not, I'm kind of, but everybody wants something. Everybody's craving something from me. How the reason I don't have any peace, glory to God, I'm trying to do too much. Some of us are up to our eyeballs and, 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 and things that we tied ourselves to, and we have no peace because we're covetous. We want, we want notoriety. We, we want celebrity status. We want bigger cars, bigger houses, amen. We want more money, amen. I, I, I don't hear people hollering. I want more God. I want a greater, deeper, stronger relationship with Jesus. Give me more of him. Give, uh, give me more of him. Okay, okay. Maybe I'm not going to finish this time. Thought I was. Uh, glory to God. And so he's, he's asking. He's go, Jesus goes on to talk about the ground of a certain rich man. Certain rich man brought forth plenty. Glory to God. He brought forth the rich man's He's rich, he's rich. And the ground, and the ground of the soil and his, and, his, and his crop is plentiful. And he's already rich. And now we talked about that. And he thought within himself, what shall I do? Say it, what shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. Uh, everything is inward, and we talked about this part. Everything that 
This man is thinking about his inward. He's not thinking outward. How can I be a blessing? You ever think about being a blessing? Or is everything about you? Covetous. It's about you. Hallelujah. Last time you gave somebody something without expecting anything back. When last time you planted a seed in somebody who had a need? Hallelujah. And so he says, I'm going to pull down my barns, verse 18, and I'm going to build greater. One of my problems is, my problem, here's, here's this explanation. My problem is I got too small of barns. No, your heart is too small. Your heart is too small. It's not your barns. Your heart is small. You have no compassion. Your vision is obscured by more. You got to have more. Hello? It's quiet in here. It's okay. Because I want to I I address the issue of materialism because God addresses the issue of materialism. Your problem, son, is not more stuff or a lack of stuff. Your problem is you have no hunger for God. That's really what he's addressing. You have, you have no focus on spiritual, your spirituality. You're not thinking about eternal issues. You're thinking about, I kid you not, we do stuff without thinking about the eternal consequences. We never think about when I stand before God, will I stand before God with clean hands? You can't even go to court and bring a case against someone with dirty hands. If they, if you, if, listen, if you stole it, and somebody steals it from you, stay out of the courtroom. You will look like such a fool to go to court and say, that's mine. And they say, where did you get it from? I stole it. Are you kidding me? Your hands are not clean. Yes, his is dirty, but yours is dirtier. You have, there's a law called the law of clean hands, and you don't have clean hands. You, you're making, this man is making a request to the master. He's making a request to Jesus. He's making a request, amen, to the one, glory to God, who sees all, understand. He's making a request, and he's got dirty hands. Jesus addresses his dirty heart, his dirty hands. Your problem is your hands are dirty, man. Your heart is messed up. What you going to do with it? Even if he split it, glory to God, your hands are dirty because, number one, you shouldn't have been craving it. It's his. At least David had enough sense not to go to God trying to talk about the Lord. He didn't, he didn't even, he tried to get around God. 
like we sometimes do. We try to get around God, but oh, I like God. He loves you so much, he won't let you get around. That's why I've been preaching this message all over again. He was not even going to address this. He waited, till, he waited until Uriah was dead, then he went and got Bathsheba. Covetous! Low down, the old folks saying, in the day I grew up low down and dirty dog. A man after God's own heart, Bishop. Man after God's own heart. Got low down, dirty. Knocked this woman's wife up. Knocked him off. And that knocked, knocked her up, then knocked him off and moved her in. Y'all know I ain't got no sense. If I didn't have none some last few weeks ago, I sure don't have a whole lot today. This is important. I need you to understand. There are some things that you and I cannot do because we have a God who sees. We have a God who knows. The eyes of the Lord are in every secret place. Somebody shout hallelujah. He sees what's in the heart. He sees what motivates the words that come out of your mouth. Yeah. Then knock this man's wife up. Then send him out there and get him knocked off. Get him killed. And then he goes and takes Take this man's wife at knockoff value. He just low down dirty for the moment. But even God can fix the low down and dirtiness about us. But before he can fix the low down and dirtiness, he'll challenge you to be honest. <laughs> Prophet came to her. Hallelujah. There is an appeal from God to what is still righteous about David. David still has to make some choices. And the prophet comes and he tells him a story that David gets all upset. Oh, who is he? Who is he? Who is this man? Who is the man? He must die. I got to kill him. He needs to die. And the prophet is still, he's not intimidated because of David's title. He's not intimidated because of his position. He's not intimidated, amen, glory to God, because of his notoriety or his celebrity status. Some of us are seeking celebrity status and we are intimidated by people, amen. We, we get caught up in the celebrity stuff because of who we hang out with. Somewhere you got to come to a place that you sell out to God. Stop selling out for fame and fortune. And the prophet looks at the king who has the power to put him to death. And he says, you are the man. You are the one. And he broke it down to him. You killed that man. You took his wife. 
if you the one that God said, if you the one that's a mother wife, I gave you. So you got a bunch of them. Amen. I'd have gave you another wife. But no, you, you wrong. You did this here. And you gave my enemies an opportunity to blaspheme my name. The folks that don't want to have anything to do with church because of stupid stuff we've done. Oh my. And David, face to face with God. He said, this is where you, you got to make the decision. Do I kill this man? He got the nerve to come in here and tell me I'm, I'm a crook. I'm the king. Do I recognize that all of this stuff that I got is going to fade away? And the only thing that's going to be left is what's standing on God, standing in the word. And David looked at him and said, I have sinned. I have sinned. I didn't just, I didn't just take his wife. I was covetous. What brought me to this place was my heart was messed up. You understanding me, son? What brought him to this place is he had a covetous heart. He, he didn't need her. Hello? That's some things you just don't need. I don't need the trouble that goes with it. Amen. Glory to God. I ain't looking for no other woman. I don't need the trouble that goes with you. Hello? I don't need that. I don't need to have to stand before God because when I stand before God, God sees everything. I'm naked. I can't hide. I can't, I can't find enough stuff to put on to cover me. The secret things are with him. I got to close. I clear I thought I was going to be finished this time. I done prophesied. <laughs> I done spoke the end. I need us to understand, and he talks to us in terms of what it is that this man, the dilemma that he thought he had was that he didn't have big enough bonds. That... He thought that the answer to him not having enough barns was to build bigger barns. And then he thought that if he did this, it would bring him satisfaction. What he failed to understand is that the things that he's focused on are temporal. These things are transient. They're going to pass away. Y'all listen to me. It's going to pass away. All of this stuff you're thinking that you got to have, amen, and you walking around trying to take from other folks or, amen, and undermine some people or glory to God. You, you want to find out where people are, let somebody die, amen, and then you go out and assassinate their character so you can get it, amen. All of this stuff is temporal. The person that had it died. person that gets it will die too. Okay, well, I know that this is not popular. So his dilemma, he's thinking that I'm going to just hold on to everything and, and I'm going to be okay. But what you've got to understand, temporal blessings are lasting just for a little while. Transitory. Opposed. Transitory is opposed to what is eternal. Things that sift through your hands, it's just a little while. 
And you can, you can buy a bunch of stuff. You can say you've got your name on a bunch of stuff. But believe you me, you die, and nobody lets you take it with them. You can't bring it to eternity. Everything that you have on this earth will be here when you leave. Hello, your fineness? Because we think we fine. Some of y'all think y'all fine. You stand, you, 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 get, you get caught up looking at your cute self. You, you take pictures. Looking at your, you, you, you're trying to, how fine you are. Woo! See me in 15 years. I mean, I'll give you that's five years too many. See me in 10 years. It's temporal. Oh, God. And so, God, I thought I'd go finish. But, Lord, let me see if I can go a little further, just a little bit. And he says, uh, and I will say to my soul, so that has much good laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. One of the things I pull from this, glory to God, and I need you to grab, grab from it. These things are pleasure. These, he's seeking pleasure. He's a pleasure seeker. He's seeking that, amen, uh, those things that dictates, amen, uh, he's, his intention is for gratification of the senses. He wants to do what is gratifying to his senses. Eat, drink, and be merry. Glory to God. Eat. Drink and be merry. It's gratifying, but it's transient. It's passing. Hello? Glory to God. You can eat it. You can buy it. Now it's good. Thank God for it. But I need you to understand, it's temporal. It's temporal. You eat it. It goes through your body. Your body absorbs what it can use. Rest of it becomes refuse. You do know what refuse is. Dung. Amen. It passes through your system. And it does not remain. Sometimes the body will extract, it will extract certain nutrients. Am I right? For it'll go into the bloodstream and so forth and feed the cells of your body and so forth and so on. But that's what that is. Huh? But don't think that. That is going to satisfy the complete aspects of it. Oh, man, I, I ain't got time to give all, all of this here. But I need you to understand that he is focused on business. Now, this is one that he's focused on. If he does all of this stuff, it's about business cares. It's about how he can make the next connection. Some of us thinking that it's somebody. We need somebody in our life so we can make the next connection. We got certain people that we think that eventually we bring into our lives. It's going to connect us with the right folks that's going to help us to get Large. That's the, that's the idea. We want to make it large so we connect ourselves to folks, amen, we think that's going to make us large. And we never ask what God's will is. God, do you want me to do this? Should I be doing this? Ask that question. Or is it because you covet these things? 
You want them because they make you look good. Come on, somebody. They give you some, what you might call some credibility, amen, with people, with society. Oh, God. Uh, and, and so he's looking at temporal business, uh, business cares, these things. Yes, it's good to have a business mind. The employment, the occupation, the profession, the calling of the vocation, amen, a means of livelihood, that's which occupies the time, attention, the labor of men. All these things are good in their proper place. But if, do you not know there are people who work and die before they ever see the fruit of what it is they've been working for? They have no time with God. He spoke of nothing about honoring God. He spoke of nothing about being a blessing to other folks. He had talked about business, doing business, doing business. Y'all hear me? Business. And they have no time. There's no, there's, no, there's no record in Scripture of him ever seeking God. There's no mention of God from his mouth. There's no mention of the purpose of God for his life. Still here? Give me a few more minutes and I'm going to let you go. I promise you. Everything that he's talking about of temporal. Amen. Everything he talks about barns. There are places to have more stuff. Some of us got barns now. I got barns filled. I got a couple of barns that filled with a bunch of stuff. I don't even use. I ain't going to lie to you. Glory to God. Matter of fact, I go out there sometime and I look at it and I can't even figure out where, where, where I put something at. Hello? It's good to have I own it, but I don't crave it. It's not where I, I put my focus and my attention. Glory to God. I'm not going to put my focus and my attention on it. I'm, we're building a house, getting ready to build a house, but it's a house. It ain't heaven. Somebody say hallelujah. And if I die, my wife better not bury me in the backyard because, amen, that's, that's foolish. That's foolish. I can't take it with me. I got a few dollars in the bank. If I kick the bucket and leave here premature or on time, money does not go with me. Nothing that I've worked for will go with me because it's temporal. It's for this moment in life. Some of you have IRAs and 401ks and and as good, you yes, please have them. I guess that's what you call them. But I need you to understand, amen, you could die today. Whose will they be? And the person who inherits it won't give a rip how many years you work for it. They won't care how long you were, how much suffering you did. They go to the bank, they're not thinking about, Lord, he worked so hard for this money. <laughs> they go in there and write that check and say, break me off a piece. Never was thinking about what it cost you. And I hope you have laid up treasure in heaven. Because if you only laid up treasure on this earth where, amen, thieves break in and steal, moth eat up and rust corrupts. 
Your investment is really warped. You've laid up nothing for God. You have no internal, 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 or excuse me, eternal investment. No eternal investment. You don't have that. What shall it profit? A man, as I close, God, I, I guess I have to do another installment. What does it profit a man or woman if he gains the whole world? What does it profit it? What is it going to profit you if you parted and everybody knows your name? You've been to every club in, in the Dillon County region, area, the PD region, the Dillon County area. You've danced and grind and bumped and dropped. You know every dance move there is to be made. And you're famous. Project famous. Dillon County region famous. Everybody in the county knows you. PD region, you're famous. People want popularity. You can die today and it's all gone. All for now. What do you belong to? What are you tied to? That's taken your focus away from the God you serve. What have you tied yourself to that's convinced that you're convinced that God is okay with it and you have never, never asked God about it? What does it profit you if everybody knows you? The songwriter said, He knows my name. The one thing that gives me confidence that he knows my name, Tasha. Hallelujah. He knows my name. I know him. To know God and to be known of him is important. Listen, let me say this to you. You want to be popular? I'll tell you how to be. To know God and to be known of him. That, that heaven knows who you are. The angels know your name. To the degree, glory to God, that demons know you and they know you don't play that. Somebody say hallelujah. The Bible says that when Paul, amen, glory to God, those seven men, those seven sons of Siva, glory to God, was trying to cast out a devil and using Jesus' name. And them devils jumped on them and whooped the living soup out of them. And they say, Jesus I know. And Paul, I know. But who are you? And he beat them to the degree waters they left there without their clothes. Amen. There are some things that you're thinking you can face in your own strength. 
your own foolish notoriety. I got news for you. There is a God, amen, that the devils recognize. The Bible says the devils recognize his name and they tremble. They tremble. You believe in one God, you do well. The devils believe and they tremble. To the degree that when Jesus was walking, glory to God, the devils came on you. Oh, they, the devil knew him. Are you come to torment us before this. Jesus, thou son of God. Oh, have you come to whoop up on me and torment me before the time? It ain't time yet. I don't think it's time yet. To the degree that Paul had to rebuke demons. They recognized. And the only thing you focus on the material stuff. I, I, I'm telling you, we have got to turn this thing back to God. We have got to turn our hearts back to God. We got to turn our desire and our hunger and our thirst back to the word of God, back to prayer, back to walking before the Lord, back to honoring God. Bring the worship that we sensed in here this morning was so rich, so real, so powerful. Amen. Glory to God. It is it's something that ought to happen all the time because he's worthy. Not because, amen, not because he's blessed you or because you have a house or because you have a car, because you have this or that, just because God is worthy. He is worthy. Somebody say hallelujah. I was created to praise him. I was created to worship if you want to know who I am, I was born for this. I was born to be a praiser and a worshiper. Oh, that men would praise God. I was born for this. What is it going to profit me? What does it profit? I'm going to lay this here. I'm going to put this here. I have this. When I retire, I have this. I, I want to live a long time, as Lord permit. But I, I was in a position back in 2019, December the 24th, that was not a guarantee. Only what I would have done for God would have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered how much stuff I had, how much, how much land I own, or how much this or that. None of that stuff mattered. Matter of fact, I, never, I don't even think I ever thought about it. There's a lot of things I don't remember from that day, but I'm sure you, I wouldn't land up in there trying to figure out how many nickels and dimes I had. When you feel the hot breath or the cold breath of, of, the, of, the, of, the, of death on your behind, you ain't fig trying to figure out, who, you know, what's your next move going to be, is how much, whether you're going to spend money or whether you got, no, 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 no. You're not thinking about that. That never entered my mind. Not that I recall. I wasn't laying there, Lord, don't let me die, Jesus. 
I ain't stopped. I haven't lived a long time. I got, I got some more stuff I want to do. Some of you got some more stuff. Y'all got some devil plans. <laughs> got some hellish stuff that you want to do. You better leave that mess alone. You better let that go. What does it profit? Rand, they say I was in the hospital ministering to folks. They were coming in. I don't remember none of that. But I'm glad it was in my spirit. I'd hate to think that I was laying up in the hospital cussing and raising sand, kicking and trying to stay here. Glory to God. Oh, God, girl, you just don't know. I just, you just blessed me. Amen. You, I hate to think that I'm laying up in the hospital all kicking and screaming, trying to say, Lord, don't let me die, Jesus. Oh, God. They say I was preaching. They say I was ministering. I remember talking to some of the nurses. I was ministering to them. I ain't went in there trying to make no date. Hey, man, I'm, I'm close to leaving here. I ain't trying to make no date. That's a date I might not make. You're a fool. Hey, man, you are now got one foot in the grave, and you are now trying to, you're trying to slip get somebody's number. You out of your mind. Is it profited? I gain the whole world and lose my soul. What will a man give in exchange? What are, what are you willing to give for in exchange for your soul? Oh, I know. I know they say, I know there are people saying that they don't believe that this is real. I, I'm not even talking to them folks. Really, I'm not talking to people that tell me, I don't believe that, no God. Okay, fool. Amen. That's your business. Amen. Glory to God. God wrote about you a long time ago. You are included in the word. I spend no more time trying to convince folk who are determined to believe that there is no God. You are a whole fool. And I, I hope I hope you hear me. You are a whole, complete fool. What shall it profit a man? Is there anybody here today that wants more of God? Hallelujah. Is there anybody here that wants more of him who's unashamed? God, I want more of you. I want more of you. I was listening to the praise team. I believe they were saying, I want more of you. Can you stand, everyone? God, I want more of you. It don't matter. This stuff, I've come to understand. Rand, it just don't matter. This stuff don't matter. I've, I'm, through, I'm through wasting time arguing with people. You don't believe it? That's up to you. I really, really, I'm not chasing you. You're a fool? Okay. That's what you want to believe. But that's up to you. But don't expect me to stop saying it 
because I know it's true. And I often use this because some of you say, I don't believe anybody's seen God. You ain't seen air, but I, don't, I see you still. I bet you're doing this here. You don't see it. If you don't believe the air is here, stop breathing. He is more real. He is real. That's why the devil's fighting you, man. You're not afraid. You're not ashamed. You have sold out. That's why the devil fights you. Your battle, glory to God, in the physical is because of satanic attacks on your body because of who you are in Christ. Devil recognizes. He sees it. He knows, glory to God, that you are destined for greatness. And you're not looking for men to get you there. You're walking with God who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think. You're asking questions. Glory to God. And you are seeking God for answers because you need to know the nature of God is to conceal a matter. The nature of kings is to seek it out. You search it out. That's why you're battling, baby girl. That's why the devil attacks you. Because he sees your purpose. He sees that something, God is doing something in the realm. Now, your head a little hard too, but I, I, got, I got to talk to you straight up. Amen. But it's because you love God. You're hungry for God. You, you have this tenacity, this darn near stubborn. But that's what that is. It's who you are. The problem is we have too many people who give up who throw in that tower, glory to God, unwilling to fight. Jesus talked in terms since, glory to God, he began to talk about, since John the Baptist, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent takes it by force. The violent, it's time for God's people to become violent, not silent. It's time for us to become violent. I don't mean I don't mean getting no gun and going out shooting folks. That's stupid. It's time for us to recognize who our war, who our warfare is supposed to be against. Our warfare is not against people, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Stop fighting folks. Recognize that your warfare. It's against demonic forces, spirits. It's trying to keep you silent. Sometimes they attack your body. Hey, man, but you're learning warfare. You will recover. You are overcome. But I won't quit. I, speak, I remember preaching this a long time ago. I'm going down swinging. And if I'm, on my, if I'm on the ground, if I can't swing up, I'll swing and hit you in your foot. I'm going to hit you somewhere. I need the devil to know I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior in my heart. Amen. I'll go out fighting. If you're a warrior, it makes no difference where the warfare is. Just show me, amen, where the, where the battlefield. Somebody say hallelujah. Take me to the battlefield.
stop craving this stuff. Stop losing your mind over stuff that somebody's going to get when you're gone and spend it, waste it, or whatever. Speak to my brother. Tell him he need to divide this inheritance with me. That's the, that's the only thing you can come to God with? You mean to tell me the only desire you have is material? Is there no hunger for the things of God? Your greatest passion and desire is to tell your brother to split them few pennies, amen, that he inherited and split it with you so both of y'all can be miserable. Come on, give God praise if you will. Come on, give him praise. Come on and bless him. The songwriter said, draw me nearer. Nearer, precious God. To that precious leading side. Is there anybody today that said, Lord, draw me nearer? Today. Restore unto me. This is where David had gotten to. Psalms 51. He is a, there's a cry coming out of David's spirit. And he says, Lord, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I lost some joy. I didn't lose my salvation. God didn't leave me, but I lost the joy. I lost my excitement. I got caught up in materialism. I got caught in, up in the stuff that I was going through. I got caught up with the group of people that I was hanging out with. Ah, uh -uh, no, God. I belong to you. Is there anybody that's crying out, God, draw me back to you. Bring me back to you. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to do something and be, do it because you, you want him I want you to start walking this way because I want him. Bring me back to you. Bring me back to you. Bring me back to you. I'm not going to stay up here all day. Bring me back to you.